Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from MidAmerica RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Big country, we should have gotten an RV for this weekend because, boy, yeah. did we put some miles on our vehicles going to Memphis. And then on Saturday, I think it was Saturday, being like, oh, yes, we will also go to the Chiefs game in Kansas City all over the road. It was exceptional, a great weekend, and a big shout-out to our sponsors that allow us to do things like that. Absolutely. I mean, we made our mark on the Midwest, uh, maybe the three states of Tennessee, Arkansas, and Missouri. Left our mark like Lewis and Clark did. Oh, you better believe it. Crossed all the rivers. Still very impressed. I make drives like – we make drives like that, and then you make comments like that as well. And then I just spent the rest of the trip going – just imagine carrying your freaking boats, and then all of a sudden you just see we got to fucking climb this hill. Any dynamite to blow this up and make a path? Nope, we ran out. It's all over with. Yeah, that would suck. Look at us now, though. We <laughs> did make the joke crossing the Mississippi, and I do make comments like this all the time. Those motherfuckers got there and were like, "Yeah, we we can get across. <laughs> we're fine. Let's just go up a little bit further, and we'll cross it." We're also super into the television series, 1883, where they just crossed a river. Ah, I stopped watching it. They gave me one week without an episode. I said, how about the rest of these weeks? Done watching. Kidding? Oh, I just kind of forgot about it. That's how quickly life moves on. You got to keep my attention while I'm there. You got to. I'm three episodes behind now, yeah. I got to get back into it. Obviously, we were at the Chiefs game last night, so I didn't watch it. The episode that came out yesterday. It's, I might watch it after today's show. You should. I got you some errands to run. I'm also telling myself, I told myself right before we started, like, man, I might go work out today. And now I'm sitting here going, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> I just spent all weekend on the road, and it's just like, hey, let's go find a little bit of energy you have left and go do some, like, pushing or pulling. It sounds awful. Sometimes you just got to hit the gym and get it out of your system, though. Tiredness? Yeah. Am I just going to find... More energy there. There's probably some people who are like, yeah, uh-huh. duh, absolutely. Yeah, get your body moving. Yeah. Get rid of the lactic acid that's uh, built up. <laughs> it's like yeah. one of the best things for you. I don't do it. I'm, and I'm not going <laughs> to like, hey, see you there. Not, not happening for me. I might. I don't know. Depends on how I feel. I'm very honest with myself. I, will, I, will, I, I didn't fall asleep until like two. myself that I'm going to work out. It's not going to happen. That's my, I'm, it's easy to convince myself not to go. Oh yeah, just yeah. dude, just freaking, just find take, any small thing at home. Just take a nap. That's You're called comfortable. task avoidance, <laughs> where you find another small task to be like, oh, I can't, can't work out today. <laughs> yeah. Ah, gotta clean the uh, the counter. Gotta there's <laughs> yeah. there's a dish on the counter. Can't yeah. can't so make it I happen. Would, but that uh, the laundry. By the time I exactly. drive over there, get started, work out, come back, it's like pff, I gotta make dinner. It's like might as well just stay here and make dinner. 
and you take a two-hour nap, and you feel great. Yeah, I'm just going to lay down for five minutes and watch TikTok. And you wake up at <laughs> yeah. 5.30. Next thing I know, I watched a whole fucking movie on uh, TikTok. We, did, we had some great football games this weekend, though, obviously, with the playoffs. We had some bad football games as well. Uh, the game that everyone is talking about is the Cowboys game. I had to kind of get caught up on this one this morning. I, I watched it last night, but we were partaking in some tailgating. Mm-hmm. And even though I said I was like, Two weeks ago, I'm like, no, I'm done tailgating. I had a great time on Sunday. It was a lot of fun. It, they, again, one of our sponsors, Mid America RV, uh, and Josh Schmutz, they do they host a tailgate up there, and Lot J and all the other guys that are a part of that too, letting us be a part of that group. It's a phenomenal time, phenomenal time. I'm back. Just when I think I'm done, they pull me right back. <laughs> now I'm ready to do it again. It's because it wasn't burning hot. That is exactly it. We're not getting roasted by the sun and then go stand in a stadium and cheer and trying to find more energy as the sun's like, I'll take that. Give it back to you later. No, I, I can't do it. Like, don't even ask me to tailgate in August or September. I mean, that's what our guy Tuck says. He's like, hey, I love going to Chiefs games, but I can't do it when it's hot. He's like, I love to go at the end of November, beginning of December, where you know it might be really cold or you just get a little breeze. He's like, those are the best games to go to. And I was like, man, you're right. Even yesterday was pretty cold, obviously. I think the low was like 13. Yeah. But it, it wasn't bad. It, not at all. It felt – I felt great. I don't know points. if it was a mixture of yeah. whatever we had been partaking in, but your boy was just coasting that whole game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, had some apple pie shots Munchen, up there. Yep. I, that is a game changer. Well, you just kind of went up there by yourself and just started ripping them. I had a little. I had a couple. <laughs> I did. And then it was like, "Hey, how about some marijuana?" And we were just like, "Why not?" <laughs> I'm already there. Might as well. <laughs> yeah. You came up to me. I didn't come looking for it. You know. Yeah. It's. It's. That's one of those situations. It's kind of rude to say no. Yeah. Like I don't chase. I attract. What belongs to me will find me. Simple as that. <laughs> Where'd you hear that? Ah, uh, what is it come called? Come on, tell the truth. <laughs> it's like some life memo or something. I forget what they're called. I thoroughly believe it. I've been. I'll be dead serious. I'll save it for tomorrow. Yeah, I'll I'll find out the history on it and then tell you tomorrow. Okay, I know that because I have a couple other like tell the truth Tuesdays that I've like written down over the weekend because I didn't want to forget. No, that's good. That's a solid move. I know that that uh, quote is written on your calendar. Oh, you dog! You're at my house the other day. Spoiler (laughs) alert: got a little too drunk on Saturday. (laughs) After we were back home, I seen too. Yeah, nice now you're gonna break it out on the podcast. Just read it every day, dog. Uh, you are you are such a sucker for motivational quotes. Oh, absolutely! Like, not like the Hang cheesy in there, stuff. Kitty. You have that posted somewhere <laughs> in your room or something, and it's just hanging from a branch, <laughs> right? That's I can do this. It's Meryl. probably like in your bathroom or something. Like you have it hidden behind the mirror. Uh, no. You can do this. Today's your day. Carpe diem. <laughs> I write on my mirror. I bet you do. No, I thought about it, but I thought that's so tacky. I've I've gotten close, but I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, too mainly Chiefs, for that. Not the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Forty ers mm-hmm. It was a really good game. Catching up with it and everything that happened at the end of the game. Uh, I didn't follow along on Twitter, obviously, because we were tailgating. I hope people aren't mad at the refs in this situation, but I did see that a lot of the Cowboys fans were like throwing bottles and stuff at the refs at the end of the game. That's Take just the bottles and the trash and everything that you threw at the referees. Direct that at Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. One hundred percent. It is 
100% their fault. Oh, I mean, even earlier in the fourth quarter where you run the fake punt and then you keep your punt team on there from what Tony Romo was saying to force San Francisco to call a timeout and then they don't. Kyle Shanahan says, I don't care what the fuck you're doing. This is stupid. Run a play if you want. I'm not wasting a timeout. And then it's like, shit, he's not calling a timeout. Get our offense out there. And in that process, you have to allow San Francisco to sub and you run out of time and get a delay a game. So it's just... And I know that was real early in the fourth, and you have plenty of time to recover for it, but it's just instances like that from McCarthy and Kellen Moore that have happened all season where it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Man, and you I have was... so much talent on offense that it's bailed you out from time to time. But I'm just kind of glad we saw through the BS of it and picked the Niners to win this game. Yeah. And with the whole play call to end the game as well, uh, what was there, 14 seconds left? Mm-hmm. And Dak Prescott takes a quarterback draw right up the middle of the field which resulted in, in a lot of like yards. successful play. He just ran too far. Like yeah, I think Tony said down it too. a little bit earlier. I, I don't like the play call with no, no timeouts. I mean, it's just so hard in the NFL. Like even when you get the first down, the clock keeps running. If yeah. it were college football and maybe the NFL should adopt this rule, the play clock stops and, if there's a first down. And the other the thing, spot the ball. Yes. And the other thing was, is like, do you have a play that you're going to call after that that's a touchdown? Because you're down a touchdown. Right. You're it's not like down. you're kicking a field goal. So let's say you, you do get it clocked. You get two seconds. You're probably just throwing up a prayer into the end zone, and it's not going to be completed anyways. Yeah. And so I, I saw just, one of them, I don't remember which coach it was, said that like a 50-yard bomb versus a 25-yard play is a lot different. It is if you get the opportunity yeah. to do it. And uh, Kellen Moore was the one who called the play. And then McCarthy okayed it. So Kellen Moore calling the plays, and then Mike Mark, uh, McCarthy gave the okay to run that play in that situation. The draw. And I know McCarthy came out and said, like, we practiced that a lot. Like, have you, though? Because it really didn't look like it. And the pressure of the moment is probably going to be too big sometimes. It's yeah. you know, a lot different when you're doing it fourth quarter in the playoffs versus uh, Tuesday afternoon at practice. So, yeah, we ran this. We worked on it. Yeah, but the you can't blame the refs in that situation. They have a job to do. Tried the best that they could to get it done. Yeah, and it felt like there were a lot of people just kind of upset with the refs throughout the weekend. I think, like, was That's it the weekend. the Cincinnati the, and Las Vegas game, Raiders versus Bengals? I think there was, was the, some fans upset there with that game as well. But I don't know. Hopefully it gets cleared up. I say last night I felt like the Chiefs got real lucky with some calls, like just not being made. I felt like the refs were just kind of like, all right, we're going to let these guys play a little bit, which was kind of nice and relieving, a little change of pace. If you're a Chiefs fan, you kind of understand yeah. how that comes it's to bite you back. It's probably also different, but... though, being since we were there. Yeah. Also, God, we, we had a good time at the Chiefs game. There were some fans behind us that hated every situation that was – Oh, yeah, just the old guys. Like, oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. Hey, you should just shave your head, you old fuck. Like, just shut up. <laughs> it was rough just listening to them complain about everything the Chiefs were doing. I'm glad I just eventually toned them out because we did have girls also sitting behind us to my left, and they were a hoot. I mean, there was one girl that had a 100%. The war cry that this woman had. Is like the people from the movie Brave were just like Braveheart, excuse me. Like we should have had her come give lessons, or she needs to be in the remake of this movie. It was incredible. I've never heard a war cry like that from any other human being. And I turn <laughs> no, around, it. and it's from a fucking girl that's in college or just graduated college. She, she was just like, "I just graduated. We're here to party." Whoa! 
I can't even do it. My voice is shot myself. Well, you put her. You... Yeah, if you want to hear this, go Twitter. to my Twitter. Yeah, number the world's number one chief center is right behind me. Yeah, they were fun. The fellows behind us, not so much mm-hmm. fun though. But that's people, man. I hate listening to people complain about the refs. I, do I don't too. even care if it's right. I hate people complaining about the refs. Well, I think there was one play where you know I was kind of like, ah, that's a silly call, like da 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 da, and then I was like, actually, no, that's like that's a good call. Surprised you saw that. Yep. Like you just got to have those moments of just being honest. Like you just can't like my team and this is coming from a person who struggled with it very hard. <laughs> you just you got to find the even ground on whether you complain and be like okay, right, that's fair. On some of it I get it. Um like there was a late hit call. I don't remember against which team. Uh against, against Big Ben, ben at the end. Yes. Yeah. Alex Okafor had that. complaining about that one like oh that shouldn't be a late hit and it's like oh you kind of hit him low like it's a judgment call. The one that got me is that, uh, on one of the plays, Patrick Mahomes got sacked. Sacked. Not mm-hmm. hit late. He had the football and was taken to the ground. And these old heads behind us just screaming, that's a late hit. How come we don't get that call? Brady gets that call. Roethlisberger gets that call. Because there's no penalty. <laughs> he tackled him. <laughs> and they're calling for a late hit. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'll tell you, that's another thing that went into my whole I don't want to tailgate anymore is listening to some of the dumb fucking fans that go to football <laughs> games. Like you're spending all this money on tickets and you barely even know the game of football. I just love the chiefs, man. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is my dude. Like, I know I'm a bandwagon fan. I think a lot of other people need to like make it known too. like, we should have to wear a badge. Like, hey, <laughs> by the way, I started rooting for the team in 2018. <laughs> yeah. Ish. I've been a fan for officially 10 years. Officially joined in 2019. <laughs> you get a 10-year pin. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's some kind of marking that uh, <laughs> signifies. But the, the Chiefs game was very good. Uh, a lot of Chiefs fans were very nervous about this game going into it, uh, yourself included. We talked yep. about it on Friday. Uh, the Steelers just come out and look like they were overmatched. I mean, at the start, I was getting real worried because you have T.J. Watt, you know, on a on a sack fumble or whatever you we want to call it, a weird handoff hit. Just it was a mess. Is really what it was. T.J. Watt picks it up, goes and scores a touchdown. And the Chiefs, I mean, they just weren't looking good. And then there's that one pass that gets deflected and is intercepted. And you're like, okay, here we go. This is the stupid shit that killed them at the beginning of the season. And it's like they just found a way to overcome it. They're like, okay, we've been in this situation before. Clear your minds. Let's go play our game. And they did. Like, the end of that first half was crazy. I, I'll be honest. I went inside uh, to go get a drink and use the bathroom because I was like, this half's over. They're probably not going to score. I come back, and Travis Kelsey's trotting into the end zone. The crowd's erupted. I was like, what the fuck did I miss? Yeah, three touchdowns in the second quarter. Yeah. Alone. And another one uh, with Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to make this about the Chiefs all, but – uh, Mahomes throws five touchdowns in just ten game minutes. I'll tell you, I'll be honest, it didn't feel like it was five touchdowns. It really didn't. Like, it just, I mean, Travis Kelsey even had a throwing touchdown. And then we get the alert, hey, no more fireworks. The game ends walking out of the stadium. I felt, I guess they just found a whole other stash of fireworks. I told you during the game, I said, hey, I, I don't believe that. I think it's a lie. I think that that's just something that they post in the stadium to get fans riled up. Gets the people like, going. It's a, you know, this game's kind of out of hand. Look, we ran out of fireworks. Like we scored 40-plus points. <laughs> I've seen the Chiefs score more points, and they still set off fireworks. And then at the end of the game, guess what? They found more fireworks. Like, around the entire stadium, not just out, like, behind the video boards. It's like, oh, we have fireworks surrounding this whole mother effer. 
Yeah, so it's, it's about to blow. They post it in the stadium all the time, like, oh, due to the Chiefs playing so well, we ran out of fireworks. <laughs> no, that's it's a respect thing of like, hey, this game's out of hand. No more fireworks. I guarantee if that game were 42 to 35, still fireworks. <laughs> oh, yeah. But at that point, it was like 42 to 7 or 42, 14, 14 something yeah. like that, where they were like, oh, no more fireworks. Hey, I did predict the score 38 to 21. I was close. Four yeah. points off. I don't remember hearing that on Friday. I didn't do it on pod. Do a post on <laughs> Facebook to interact yeah. with the uh, the home crowd, <laughs> homegrown. Uh, post multiple things. What is it? I don't know. Oh, Friday. Yeah, I picked there's, Pittsburgh there's to cover because it was more of like the hey, I'm not betting money on this game. But I also just realized I'm betting the other team against the spread all year, the rest of the season. There's three more games. I'm aware. So you're gonna go the. You're betting the other team against the spread. Yeah. I just want to get so like the Chiefs right now are favored by like two and a half or right now against the Bills. I'm picking the Bills to cover. So you think they're gonna win the Chiefs are gonna win by less than two points? Yep. Really? Game one and field goal. Hey dog, it's just suspicion. I don't know. Give me a couple more days. I'll be in a probably a whole new mindset of just like it's good. The two and a half by a million. I have no data. I've said it before. I will always take the spread on two and a half. I'm not convinced that many games end with a one or two point win. You're right. So two and a half, I'll take that. But I, I also think the Chiefs will win, so it really doesn't even matter. They should. Yeah. Honestly. And if it's two and a half to the Chiefs, is that what you said? Yeah, I'll say that that's what it was last night, like directly after the game. I heard it on the radio mm-hmm. kind of driving back. If it stays back. there, I'll You didn't hear it because uh, you were having a little bit of a tiger snooze after <laughs> your – Fucking quarter gallon of chocolate milk. This the amount of chocolate milk this dude. That was gonna be my tell the truth, Tuesday, and you just ruined it. Ah, uh, you you're just trying to take over my tell the truth Tuesday. Stop it! I am not. Last week you revealed information that I really didn't want like out there. Yeah, hey, I and still feel really bad about tell that. People about how I was actually thinking about that you. slide on the way home. Like, dude, like, why did you say that? <laughs> Let him run with the story. He will open up eventually. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, football was great this weekend, too. Uh, the 49ers and the Cowboys. Cowboys hurt themselves more than anything. A lot of penalties in that one. Kyle Shanahan, good in the playoffs. The Chiefs, uh, Ben Roethlisberger now, I guess, is officially retiring. I haven't heard an official word, but, I mean, even after the game in his post-game conference, uh, he was talking about how he's just looking forward to being a dad and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. So, I assume he's retiring. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I feel like he's been heading that way the last probably month. You know, we all just kind of saw red on the tea leaves. It's just yeah. They just, just kind of found their way into the playoffs, and he was like, shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I did have a friend. Maybe it was a tweet or something. I, th- I think it might have been a friend. I was like, do you think Bing Ben has, like, Flights to the Caribbean, like, for tomorrow. Like, he's not even going to go back to Pittsburgh. He's just going to leave the airport in Kansas City and head on vacation and be like, season's over, retirement, here we are. No, Big Ben's going to spend at least a month in Pittsburgh. Just soaking it all in. Oh, Letting everybody oh God. tell him how great he is. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that he will be, like, a retire and we never see him again guy. I think it will be like, why are we talking to Ben Roethlisberger right now? He's not good at this. Although, you, th- you think he'll do media? I did say in the game, Ben Roethlisberger, very good at predicting games. He said they were going to lose by like 20. 
Yeah, <laughs> we're probably twenty point underdogs. He was accurate, dude. So he made his maybe. own bet. He was like forty two to twenty one. <laughs> still covers. <laughs> it's an early game. We can go score here. Hmm. A little bit of a controversy there. And vacations paid for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got it. I, I set us up for our future, honey. I won big on us losing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they did. They lost by more than twenty yep. points. Uh, the like other games, I mean, the number C playoffs, like the two playing the seven C. I mean, both blowouts. I mean, we even look at the you oh. know the NFC side. Tampa Bay did whatever they wanted to the Philadelphia Eagles. But here's the thing with Tampa right now: now they're beat up. Their center goes down with an injury. He eventually came back into the game, which is good. Right. But like Tristan Wirfs goes down with an ankle injury, tries to fight his way back in the game, re hurts himself, and I was like, hey, how long is that lingering right ankle issue going to be for a guy who's playing right tackle? Right. Like, that's going to be tough. I think, and he's their best offensive lineman, too. Yeah. And then you look at, you know, San Francisco getting the win in Dallas. You love to see that. That's great. If I'm Green Bay, though, I wonder if there's a part of them that's just a little bit worried about the last matchup. Is this like a revenge game, or is it like, hey, we can't let the running game get going? Because if it does, like, we're screwed. And George Kittle, they won that game yesterday. San Francisco, of course. I think George Kittle only had, like, one reception. So he was like a non-factor of the game. Yeah, didn't really need him to. Debo yeah. Samuel is, he's probably not getting enough credit. He's a stud, man. And I really don't like the 49ers, but I do like him. Mm -hmm. I do too. I, I like Brandon Ayuk as well. Yeah. I mean, I like both of those receivers. I remember when they drafted Brandon Ayuk and Matt was like, God dang, like this guy's not good. I was like, Kyle Shanahan seemed pretty excited about it. If he's excited, I'm at least going to believe anymore. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what not he's going to piss off. It just didn't work out very hard in the offseason. I think he's back now in the postseason. I mean, I think he kind of earned a little bit like, all right, you're good. Just let's work hard in the offseason, please. Yeah. I feel like that's what that situation was. The Bills-Patriots game, though, total blowout. Like, holy smokes. Yeah. I expected that to, that to be closer. On the line um, <laughs> about should they have expanded the NFL playoffs because the, both seven seeds uh, got just destroyed yeah. over the weekend. To where the Eagles and the Buccaneers, I mean, we were watching that game, and it, it wasn't even I think we stopped at halftime. It was just like, we're done. Let's just yeah. let's listen to music the rest of this right up. I think at one point it was 31 to nothing in that game. Did it get that high up? Yeah, it got real bad. I, like I said, we didn't even really finish watching it. And the Buccaneers just felt like uh, they were on a different level, even though they were so banged up mm -hmm. um, and kept losing some guys, even had some guys out. Already, but it was like, oh, you know what? We have more running backs. We'll just give it to them. <laughs> yep. And, you know, we even talked about how there's maybe a little bit of a concern that um, the Buccaneers didn't have their receivers anymore. Yeah. Didn't matter. <laughs> now, granted, we do got to realize this is Philadelphia, and their wins that they have this year are not really against any good teams. Right. I, I know they picked up a win against Dallas, but at the same time, it's just like Dallas also lost. So the NFC East is not very good. But, like, the Eagles, they haven't played a good quarterback or a good defense in a minute. So, for them to kind of get that win, or, I mean, for them to get into the playoffs and lose like they did, I feel like people that were real invested into it, like, that were Bucks fans, maybe, like, there's absolutely no worry here. Probably not. But one thing that they're very excited about is people of Cincinnati. Congrats on yeah. – we haven't even gotten to that yet. Congrats yeah, on that win. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Holy Let's smokes. mention some of our sponsors first and then get into that game, too. Uh, visit minersinmonroad.com. Use that code MikeUp10. Uh, you could be looking as good as Joe Burrow did out there. That's not my kind of style. 
maybe you could find that at Miners in Monroe. Maybe it's fashionable, and I just don't know yet. <laughs> I thought the glasses looked stupid, and so did the hoodie or jacket thing that he was wearing. But it wasn't from <laughs> Miners in Monroe. You can go visit them so you don't look as dumb as Joe Burrow did on Sunday, or I guess that was Saturday. Uh, use the code MikeDup10. Once again, save yourself 10% off at MinersinMonroe.com. Yeah, next up is going to be Gunspot. Be sure to visit them at Gunspot.com. No reserved auctions every single week. And the price at the end is what you pay plus the tax. There's no hidden fees, no convenience fee. No, like, thanks for visiting the site. Here's an extra 10 bucks. There's none of that, so you don't have to worry about it. Guns, ammo, any accessories that you want to add to your guns, they all have it right here at Gunspot.com. Also, it's not a matter if, it is a matter when. Make sure you are in a position to protect yourself and your family, and you can do that with Gunspot.com. And let's do get into more of those games. Uh, the Bengals game on Saturday afternoon, uh, I think it lived up to the hype. You mentioned it earlier. There's a little bit of controversy with the whistle. Uh, I guess by rule, they probably should have replayed that down. But I don't. it's not a big difference maker in the game. I think the Bengals still win that one. I'm not going to critique the refs too much on that one. But I do think that um, if you're a fan of the AFC, specifically the AFC North, you've really got something to worry about with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. That looks like a duo that is going to dominate the league for a very long time. Very much so. And then it's like then when you focus everything on Chase, it's like, fuck, here's Higgins and Boyd. And then, like, Uzma the tight end. It's just like, great, now we got this guy as well. It's just insane the amount of, like, offensive weapons that he has. Oh, and if the passing game's not working, let's just pound the rock with Joe Mixon. We'll be fine. Yeah. Now, Joe Mixon, he got paid recently, I think. So he's going to be around so. for a while. Yeah. Uh, figuring out what to do. I mean, T. Higgins, it's only his second year. So they've got him locked up for two more years. Then figuring out, God, what kind of contract he's going to get. Yeah. Like he and, might need to get wide receiver one money. I know we're all talking about Jamar Chase. He had a very good season himself, though. Uh, and T. Higgins. Yeah. Tyler Boyd. Enjoying why he's there. You're probably not paying a number three receiver. I wondered if he'll stay just like maybe like with a hometown discount because yeah. he was there through the bad years. No, and now they're at the good years, and it's like, here we go. Tyler Boyd? I believe so. Yeah, he's only been in the league for a couple of years. He's still pretty young, too. Who am I thinking? Am I thinking of Tate then? A.J. Green? <laughs> no. I, they just talked about it on the last broadcast when they won the division. It was like, he's been here. Through the rock, he was here when they weren't winning any, like hardly anything, and they didn't have anything to be excited about. And now they're celebrating because, like, him and Zach Taylor had a huge moment on the sideline. I guess this is his sixth year in the league, so yeah, okay, you could, you could consider that a veteran. I still think he's pretty young, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what his contract looks like. But he's, he's I the think same he's age as Sammy Watkins, wow, yeah, because uh, with Boyd, he was kind of like that receiver one there for a little bit before they brought in T Higgins and before they brought in Jamar chase, like he'd kind of emerged with AJ green. It's like, I'm taking over. He was a thousand yard receiver two years in a row. So I wouldn't be surprised if he takes his next contract and says time for time for me to get paid. <laughs> but I mean, it could be different. I don't know. Some guys want to hang around. They want to win. They want to be a part of it. So maybe you're right. Maybe hey, he six two receiver hometown discount. I know where they could use some of that size. Is he big? I'm just saying that about every big-bodied receiver in the NFL. It's free agent. Yeah. One of them is going to hit. It's so crazy that like the idea of a big-bodied receiver has changed. 
Uh, I feel like it's had to. Like when you six, get guys two, like Tyreek Hill who are you know yeah. can handle the position at five ten. Six two two hundred pounds used to just be like yeah you're average. Now it is. It's a little bit of a bigger body. Guy. You're brave enough to catch the ball across the middle of the field. <laughs> And yeah, take a shot from a safety. Anything. Hey, yeah. I'll tell you who's real small, not very big at all, Dante Hall. <laughs> Ran into that dude yesterday at the stadium right before he went and beat the like drum in the, the second half. I feel like you're the only person who didn't know this. Well, I know. Like, I mean, you see him on TV and like you get like you're smaller than everybody, but then like you see him in person and it's just like, dude, you're just as tall as a kid I played basketball with on Sunday last week yeah. who I consider small. And it's just – it's weird to be like – this is a guy who was the X Factor, returned all these kickoffs, was a, was a Chiefs legend. And we held eye contact for a moment to where, like, he could tell I was trying to figure out who he was. And then, like, once it clicked, he was like, fuck, I've been recognized. And he just kind of, like, put his head down, like, gave me a little wave, put his head up, and then, like, walked out. And I was just like, hey, good seeing you, X Factor. And then, like, just kept walking. <laughs> Called him that? I did not. I said, I said, this is legitimate. I said, hey, good seeing you, 8 2. And then I walked into the back to the seats. <laughs> I didn't say X Factor. Who was it that? I think Cole, our buddy Cole, was like, yo, you should have been like, what's up, X Factor? I was like, nah. <laughs> By the way, Tyler Boyd uh, has two more years with the Bengals. On Son of a bitch. Yeah, so he's not going anywhere. No way. Uh, so that just means they're going to be dangerous. Like, that receiving core is going to be dangerous for the next couple of years, too. Yeah, like, they really They are. just keep building that. You just keep buying the defense till you got to pay Joe Burrow, and you'll be winning that division. That's mind. the scary thing about some of these rookie contract deals. That's your window. Yeah. So I mean, look at the Chargers it? right now. They, I think they have the second most cap space heading into the offseason. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to have some guys that probably need paid pretty soon, though. We were talking about um, God, their safety. I can't even think Derwin of James. Yeah. But, like, do you pay him top dollar money? Oh, hell yeah. He's not healthy. Like, he can't stay on the field. Best ability is availability. Homeboy yeah. ain't got it. I think he's different. He built different. Um, he's just so good when he is on the field. Oh, very true. Like I'm not taking that away from him. It's just also the fact of I worry you pay the guy a lot of money, and the next injury, it's like, well, so we got a lot of guaranteed. Thanks, boys. He he might be one of the only guys in the NFL where I'm like, I don't care if he's been hurt, pain. Really? Because if he is healthy enough to play 12 to 14 games. He's going to be an all-pro safety. Difference maker, absolutely. And so I I would for Derwin James. And really, like, uh, we talk about him being injured. He really hasn't missed that many games. I guess, yeah, yes. He missed, like, the whole 2020 season. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take a risk on it because when he's good, he's great. Might come back to beat you, but I don't care. I'll take a risk on uh, a player every once in a while, other than probably running backs. Oh, my opinion on running backs has changed so much over the last year. I think Zeke's done in Dallas. I know they might not get rid of him. I think he's done. Uh, done in what? Like, like I, we're not going to see Zeke be like peak Zeke again. I I know he was dealing with a little bit of a lingering knee issue all season, I'm but like, you, I, think I that just he went to that whole vegan diet that like kills NFL players. I just I don't yeah. And I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, screw the Cowboys. They're not good. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I'm trying to do at all. It's just like you watch Zeke throughout the year. Surprising that he reached 1,000 yards. That's great. But I don't feel like – I feel like Tony Pollard has more of the explosive difference-making plays than Zeke does and not offense. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of mad Cowboys fans online this morning too, are even saying that, you know, like Jerry Jones forces Zeke to play. 
and they need somebody that will come in there and play Tony Pollard more. I don't know if you have – I don't know if that's a coaching decision. I, that might be an ownership decision of, hey, Zeke is going to be running back one. I, I think I have an idea what the Cowboys are going to do. They're going to fire McCarthy, and then they're going to up Kellen Moore to be head coach because Jerry Jones isn't going to want to miss out on him. Did you see Jerry come out and say that they're not talking about coaching changes, though? Mm-hmm. That's Again, exactly what I believe. It. That's what you say when you're talking about coaching changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially right at the end of the season. It's also that falls into like, what do you expect him to say? Like, oh yeah, after this football game, we're definitely going to find a new head coach. McCarthy's right. toast. Yeah, no, it's like Give no, we're not week. looking for anything. We're fine. We'll be all right. No, you're pissed off. You're gonna go take a three week trip on your yacht. You're gonna be back for the Super Bowl to show face, and then you're just gonna go find a new head coach. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Again. I'm not a Kellen Moore supporter either. No, I just—I mean, I feel like that's what they did with Jason Garrett. He didn't want to miss out on Jason Garrett going somewhere else, so he just promoted him to coach, and then he was there for like however, like what, ten years almost. It felt like. Yeah. Hopefully, he's learned from that mistake, though. That didn't really work out for you. This one's and, different. <laughs> he's a left-handed quarterback. Yeah. He wasn't good in the NFL at all, though. No, and neither like, was he Jason got Garrett. Forced into the <laughs> coaching position. <laughs> It pretty much was like, hey, I kind of realized my playing days are over. I'd love to coach. Can I just do it here? Hey, sure, man. That was an awful impersonation. Not even supposed to be Jerry Jones. Just Southern accent. Didn't hit it. Yeah, it didn't come through. Not your best. But it's just like Kellen Moore shouldn't. I don't think he should be a head coach. I just have a feeling that's probably what's going to happen because of the Jason Garrett situation. I don't think he should be yet. Like, give it a couple years. Let him really get his feet wet. And then maybe he will prove that he deserves it. But, but, like, that's the thing. Like, we talked about it last week, too. Like, if that's your guy, go get him, even if it is a year too early, and just kind of let him learn on the job. I feel like Jerry Jones is that type of owner where it's like, you're my guy. I'm going to give you time to figure it out, and then we'll be good. The I only thing is. I would not be surprised is, at all if Jerry Jones does make that decision and makes Kellamore the next head coach. I don't think it's a good one, though. I don't either. Especially for Jerry Jones being old. Trying to win one more Super Bowl. He's got a great collection of players, at least on offense. Keep trying to fix that defense a little bit better. I I think the better option for them would be right there in house with Dan Quinn as the head yeah. coach, who uh, blew a very big lead in the Super Bowl. I still kind of think that's a Kyle Shanahan thing. I do too. I, like, I know I, you're the head coach, and you should probably be like, hey, Kyle, actually, we're going to run the ball a little bit yeah, more. Let's see like, some clock here, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Third and Out. So I, I think Dan Quinn would probably be a good almost bridge quarterback. Like, keep Kellen Moore and almost make him co-head coach. Like, you are the head coach of the offense. Dan Quinn is the head coach, but he's also going to oversee the defense. Wouldn't be a bad idea. But then at what point do you kind of move on from Dan Quinn? Yeah, but it it would probably be the opposite. Hey, we're gonna Dan Quinn's a hot name right now, though. Yeah, Broncos. Well, I mean, really look at what name. he did to the Dallas defense this year. They went yeah. from being absolutely awful with no secondary a season ago, and this year we're looking at Trevon Diggs, like, hey, one of the best corners in the league. Yeah, a lot of opinions out there on Trevon Diggs. Huh? <laughs> I think I saw someone who was like, "This dude's garbage." Who didn't have the interceptions, he'd be sitting on the bench. It's like, ooh, alrighty. <laughs> But it does have the interception. <laughs> yeah. <so laughs> Going to keep taking those risks. It's a boomer bust thing with Trevon Diggs. Yeah. Like he might shut a guy down and have two interceptions on the day. 
or he might give up 150 yards. Yeah. I did see a tweet going around this morning where he gets absolutely cooked by Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. In the same clip, though, there's a terrible throw by Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have been a touchdown. Yeah. Nope. Diggs gets cooked, but it's an incompletion. So Diggs is probably doing the whole like celebration. Yeah. Yep. Arm waving like you didn't no fly zone. On me. And that's where Jimmy G. It's so confusing. And I know you're like, well, any plays they win. God, not because of him though. <laughs> but I don't know that the 49ers are going to get rid of him. I I think there's a possibility Jimmy G is the starting quarterback for the 49ers next year. Where we're almost looking at like a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers type situation. Like, oh, you drafted the quarterback to replace me, but I keep coming. I keep showing up. I'm here taking you to the playoffs. I And I don't know if Kyle Shanahan and Lynch have the balls to be like, yeah, we're moving on from this quarterback. It's like they're so afraid to let him go and him turn out to be good that they're just paralyzed <laughs> on decision-making. Like, oh, shit, we drafted a quarterback. but So I, I would almost like to find futures bets on Jimmy Garoppolo and where he starts next year and just put money down on the Niners. <laughs> I don't think they'll let him go. You don't think so? I don't. I think, I think for some reason, Kyle Shanahan and Lynch both like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they liked him for one more season because they knew Trey wouldn't be ready to go. For, as in this season? Yes. Like yeah. he wouldn't be <clears> – <throat> we're not going to be as successful as a team with Trey Lance at quarterback as a rookie learning the game on the fly. When we have Jimmy Garoppolo, who is experienced, has led us to Super Bowl before, let's just give him one more year, one last ride – a season-long job interview for, you know, jobs next season. Yeah, and I think he's answered the call. Like, I think they could possibly beat Green Bay. Now, the thing is, if it's a bad Jimmy Garoppolo game and they lose because of him, no chance he's coming back. He's be like, that's exactly why we traded up. Yeah. But even, like, for me in this Cowboys game, like, you struggled to score points against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers have a pretty nice little setup, too. I mean, they're they're not hurting for skill position players. Yeah. Debo Samuels is an all-pro receiver. George Kittle is a top three tight end in the NFL. Trent Williams is probably still the best left tackle, even though he's old. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter who plays running back. So for me, I look at Jimmy G, and I still don't think he's good. You can win games there in San Francisco, but I still don't think he's good. Yeah. I We'll see. I, I mean, I do think this is last year. Now, where he goes next year? I was thinking about that on the way home last night. It was just kind of how I want to build a graphic on, like, what job openings will be open in terms of quarterbacks and, like, what quarterbacks could we – like, that was it. What quarterbacks could we see on new teams next season? Uh, I think there's a lot. Probably a lot. Hey, one guy that we were talking about on Saturday is Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. And, what like, the Dolphins seem pretty set. Like, they're not going to get Deshaun Watson. Now the New York Giants are kind of – the favorite, I would say, right now. And it sounds like they might try to pair Brian Flores and Deshaun Watson and bring them both in together. Just from a strictly football standpoint, I love that move. Oh. like, And if you're the Houston Texans, you got to love that too. They have two very high first-round picks. So you could say, yeah, that's great. You want Watson? He wants to go there. Love it for you guys. I'm going to need those draft picks, though. Do you, you take those two and call it? 
Number seven overall, that's what we want for Deshaun Watson. Five and seven? Oh, hell yeah. Anything else? Oh, probably so. Probably throwing in some second rounders. Hey, where's that second rounder at? (laughs) This (laughs) year and next year. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones, no, you can keep him. Uh, What about Peppers? You free? Bring him. Throw Saquon in there somehow. See if you could fit him into the scheme. You know uh, they love running backs down there in Houston. Oh, yeah, boy, do they. <laughs> I mean, Bill O'Brien's gone, but I still feel like Nick Casario would be like, yeah, let's do get a running back who might be overvalued. <laughs> it would not surprise me at all. I feel but, like that would be a good a good trade. Those two first-rounders, a second-rounder this year, a second-rounder next year. And who's that freaking safety that they have? Who was drafted by Cleveland, went to Michigan. Drew Brill Peppers. Yes, Peppers. Okay, so I was right. For some yeah. reason, I thought I missed the name. Yep. And I'm looking at the roster, and I can't see it. So I don't know where he went. Yep. I, I think it. But I feel like that would be a fair trade because then they get secondary help. And, I mean, I do wonder about if that's enough picks, honestly. Five and seven is a lot. But Houston wanted three first-round picks and, like, two second-round picks. Yeah, but I feel like they expected the first two, the three first round picks to be like maybe a five and 18 and then the yeah. first next year. You get two top 10 picks this year, including a second and then a second next year. That's a hell, yeah, that of, kind of, that's a hell of a package. Yeah, spend, thank you. <clears throat> um, especially <laughs> Let's keep that one in context, please. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody uh, clip that. Uh, thank you. Hell of a package from big country. Big country yeah. It is, though. Five and seven overall it changes things a little bit from where you thought, oh, we'll get like a 12 this year, it's 13 next year, or whatever. Five and seven in this class. I, I wonder how much that changes things for Houston, though. Because okay, it, it would give the Texans the number three, the number five, and the number seven in a class where there's not a quarterback. I guess we're really going to find out if this happens what they think of Davis Mills. <laughs> But, I, think, I mean, you could get a pass rusher probably at three. Yeah. Then address your offensive line, maybe get another great receiver in there. Yeah, a lot of options with all those draft picks. I don't know if it'll happen. Um, and also, you know, uh, we talked about it a little bit the other day, of uh, the Brian Flores, what are the chances that Houston hires him? I think it's looking real slim. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> like, Brian Flores is like, I would love Deshaun Watson to be my quarterback. But it's not gonna be maybe in not in Houston. Like, New York? Oh. Right. <laughs> great ownership. Great city. And from good the fan base. Thing, it sounds like it's not just the I want to play with Brian Flores thing. It's I want away from this ownership group. Yes. That's not changing in Houston. Like, even if it were a GM situation where he said – I'm not working with Nick Casario, not doing this thing. I want out. But then maybe you could fire the GM. You're not firing the owner. <laughs> he's not giving up this team. He would. He's going to trade the quarterback. He's going to get out of the quarterback situation. So yeah. I don't think uh, that he will be returning to the Houston Texans. And, I mean, if it is Brian Floyd, I mean, it was reported over the weekend with uh, this situation. If they end up in New York together – that completely ruins away my Russ going to New York take. But I think it also fills in nicely with, what about New Orleans? Or new upcoming team, Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Are they an upcoming team? 
and looking for with the possibility of landing a quarterback for next okay. year because this sure is how like fucking Carson wins. Uh, and that's for Russell Wilson. Yep. Yeah, I still just if, know if they won't if they tell him not NFC we're not doing that. It has to be an AFC team. Yeah, I still worry about the Seahawks just refusing to trade him. And if Russell Wilson not wanting to look like the bad guy and actually demanding a trade. Yeah, but if you know, like you could sit there and say like I don't want to be the bad guy, and you're gonna go home and you're smoking hot wise to be like, babe, be a bad boy. He's gonna be like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad guy, and he's gonna be like, Mister Unlimited. Yeah, I'm a bad guy. Because even like he left North Carolina bad State boy. and went to Wisconsin, and still like tries to play the oh we're cool with North Carolina State, which is whatever. It's a little different. You transferred. I just don't think he has it in him. You got to like, find a way to leave the so past in the stuff. past. He's going to be so stressed out that you're probably not even getting a good Russell Wilson. <laughs> he's going to be winning he's in gonna Indianapolis. Come back, he's going to have like no hair. He's <laughs> lost thirty pounds. You're like, what the hell did we get ourselves into? I'm just, I'm Looks so like we sorry. Have Trey Young playing quarterback now. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I would like to see him see Russell Wilson move because I like the idea of player movement in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bullshit that you really get stuck in these situations where you almost can't move. <laughs> I want to see it happen. More. I mean, if this was 20 years ago, I mean, I don't think Deshaun Watson's able to force his way out of Houston. You just got to deal with shitty ownership. Yeah. And not winning football games. Mm-hmm. But we've seen that kind of change. Yeah. Like Carson Wentz might have been like the, the tilt that changed that all. Was it? I thought Stafford was traded first. Yeah, but he was kind of a like a veteran guy. True. I think of it in terms of like the contract, just getting out of that contract. You paid a guy like two years ago, mm-hmm. franchise quarterback money. We didn't think that. You thought you would lose an arm and a leg with it. In fact, you get to keep both of them, and you get like a first-round draft pick. Pretty dope. Right. <laughs> yeah. So and with the Stafford thing, he I think he was kind of older, or is kind of older, yeah. but he's still actively playing. And won it out of a very bad Detroit situation. And they just kind of let him. Yep. But it is. I, I'm rooting for change in the NFL, uh, which kind of – I think Patrick Mahomes is probably safe. But, you know, some of these other quarterbacks, we see Baker Mayfield move on. Yeah. I We're do worry at- that there would be a day in Kansas City after Andy Reid retires – where Patrick Mahomes doesn't like the head coach or there's some type of turmoil, and he just kind of reaches the point of, like, I'm fucking done. I hope it never happens. So that's why I'm trying to appreciate every moment that's going right. on right now because, like, you look at Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. You never oh, expected oh, that Brady. turmoil in 2011. Tom Brady as well, you know? No Pat fan was ever like, yeah, you know what? I think eventually we'll lose Brady. Yeah. Even through all the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff, and you never really yeah, expected. You, you have you Brady till retirement. I don't want to see Patrick Mahomes in another jersey ever. I think I would probably cry. You would. And like today, Austin Cunningham uh-huh. would probably cry if I saw him in another jersey. We'll see in 15 years where it's like, ah, maybe his time's over. You think he's got 15 left in him? 100%. Uh, is this year five? 20, yeah. It'll be 26. And he's 26 now, another 15 years. 41, hey. absolutely. The quarterback position, like, it's getting – Elongated to where yeah. you can play until you're 40. And I now think Kansas City kind of realizes, body. sorry, Kansas City also realizes if we just give them an offensive line, it really doesn't matter who's catching the football. Yeah. Give them like two primary targets. Demarcus Robinson played well yesterday. Mm-hmm. It almost hurts to say that. 
Even uh, McCall Hardman. Yeah. Pretty solid. Was a couple, I mean, couple inches away from breaking on a punt return and a a long touchdown on it, like I think like an underneath play. Yeah. But I I do want to see what happens with the quarterback position. I, as a kid watching some of these quarterbacks play like Aikman and Young, one minute they're good and the next minute it's like concussions ruined them. Yeah. And they dipped out early. Now you're seeing guys play well into their 40s. Aaron Rodgers getting close. Brady, obviously, no <laughs> Going on there. 50. Mm-hmm. So I, as much as everybody kind of hates the NFL and how they've taken away hitting the quarterback, I think it's going to change things. So we, we do see guys play until they're 38, 40 years old. Yep. Whereas before, like, I, wasn't, I think John Elway was actually kind of young for when he retired. In his late thirties, wasn't he? In today's terms, like, yeah. You know, he, he seemed old as shit when he was out there running around. I don't think <laughs> he like thirty six. Yeah, okay. He was thirty eight when he retired, but he felt forty five. Oh yeah, it's like, like man, how long is this guy gonna play? This probably doesn't make sense, but John Elway at thirty eight was much older than Tom Brady is at forty three. <laughs> yeah, it's called TB twelve. <laughs> yeah, or you know, even Tom Brady's uh, age minus twelve. That's how great he feels. Yeah, Peyton Manning. Even when he retired, he was 39. He felt 48 years old, which is I thought like, that mother effer was 50. Right? He was 39. So kind of seeing a different, I think we will, age of quarterback where guys like Aaron Rodgers, I think he could play for a very long time if he wants to. Yeah, that's the thing, if he wants to. He's another guy that I wouldn't be surprised if he just fucking retires. Rodgers? Yep. I, I love how everyone's saying right now, like, oh, I think he comes back. I think he comes back. This dude is done in Green Bay. I feel like he made that very clear at the beginning, and he's made it clear all season. I came back for the relationships with the players and teammates that I have and coaches. But I'm done with Green Bay. He's done with the ownership. And they don't even have a signified owner. It's the front office. I think he's just flat out. Is it working out? Is A.J. Dillon running the ball effectively? 100%. Still not who he wanted in the second round. Is Jordan Love helping catch any footballs? Absolutely not. Aaron Rodgers still probably pissed about that. I bet every time he walks into the quarterback room, he looks at him and he's like, these idiots. I'm gone. You're going to be screwed after this. I gave you one last year, one last run. We had we only lost, what, they went 14-3 and with the new NFL schedule? Was that their record? I think so. doesn't even matter. We're going to see that, lose three games. We're going to go to the NFC, have a disappointing loss in the NFC Championship game, and I'm out. Deuces. I didn't even get Jeopardy, but I ain't fucking here. If Aaron Rodgers leaves... The Packers at the end of the season. There's a lot of speculation on what he will do. I, I think that it's a good possibility he returns to Green Bay. But if he leaves, I'm going to be a huge Packers fan. <laughs> if he leaves, I, I might just root for the Packers to you win. You get a bet game. on the Packers to win? I'm not going to bet on them to. I'm going to root for them. <laughs> There's a difference. difference. There. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, like, I'll become a Jordan Love fan. Like, I hope that he just dominates. OJ Low? I hope that he takes over like Aaron Rodgers did. When Favre left and everybody was pissed off, I honestly, like, I just hope we see it again. It would be cool. And then it's also going to suck to look at Green Bay. Like, man, you guys are going to have 45 years of starting quarterback. Yeah. Go kick rocks. Yeah. I mean, it's almost even like what the Colts did there for a while. Where it's like, oh, you lost Peyton Manning, but you bring in (laughs) Andrew Andrew Luck. Luck. Yeah. Some of those, uh, the Packers probably have the best quarterback history. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know any other franchise that does. I mean, with as long I mean, even as going all the way back played, to Bart Starr. 
Right, and then going right into Aaron Rodgers. You've, you've had 40 years of good quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a Packers team have a bad quarterback. Never. I mean, you definitely haven't. No. Do you remember late Favre much? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm very, very <laughs> – I remember – God damn, what am I trying to say? I just remember the whole fiasco of Favre being in Green Bay – Retiring, coming back, retiring again, and coming back, and then like still being successful with the Vikings. Because it was like, oh, he's going to Minnesota, and they're going to suck. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Dude still loves him football. As a jet. I do remember him as a Jet. That was the last team, correct? Uh, no, he went to the Jets because uh, the Vikings were kind of, or the Packers were blocking him. That's right. Going to anyone in the That's why I get the Vikings and Jets mixed up in the order. Uh, so you spent one year with the Jets and was like, ah, no, nah, I think I might retire and do this whole thing again. And then ended up on the Vikings, Yep, which worked out pretty well. I always think that my memory of Favre with the Vikings is that touchdown pass from like the 50-yard line where he threw it to the back of the end zone to receive. And he's like, I don't even know who was down there. Like, I don't even know the player's name, the receiver. I don't know this kid. I just saw him streaking across the back of the end zone and hit him. He because he wasn't going to practice as they're training. <laughs> Motherfucker was showing up in August, being like, "Yeah, I can still sling it." So I'm going to be here. See in the NFC Championship game. But I do. I, I wonder about Aaron Rodgers, about the Packers. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I know he's good. I don't like him though. I don't root for him. Do you like Aaron Rodgers, the player, not the person? Nope. I don't like anything about Aaron Rodgers. What? I know he's good. I don't like anything about him. Wow. There's sometimes I just see him throw, like more so like than Mahomes, honestly. I was like, how the fuck did he just flick that but ball? That's why I say, like, I know he's good, mm-hmm. but I don't like him. I'm never like, oh, man, I hope Aaron Rodgers throws a touchdown here. No, I'm like, I hope he hands it off to Aaron Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to like, the other Aaron. I'm rooting for the Packers to win for, like, some odd reason. I hope that it's, like, through the running game or that Devontae Adams makes some – crazy catch on a bad throw i've i don't think i've ever rooted for aaron Rodgers. that's a lie when he came out of cal i actually liked him <laughs> so then he got drafted i was like yeah done and i think he became the starting quarterback i probably liked him when he was taken over for Favre, just to prove Favre mm-hmm. wrong like hey you really fucked up here yeah but i don't know when my hatred of him started and it's not like tied to this year either i was gonna say was like while he was dating Danica that. Patrick? Probably. When he got engaged to what's her name? Woodley? I'll tell you when it really took off is when he started shitting on the Packers for the, I don't have any first-round receivers. That's That was it for me. Like so the beginning of last year. Devontae Adams, and you're complaining because you don't have a first-round receiver. You have the best receiver in football, and you're still whining. Like, I don't have any first-rounders. I wonder how that made uh, Devontae feel. We haven't even asked right? him that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's probably why uh, Last Dance, he's not coming back to Green Bay. Yeah. Neither of them are. Uh, he's going to get paid a lot of money if he doesn't. They're also probably just going to like franchise tag him forever, and he's going to be Man, he's going to make so much money somewhere. I don't, I don't even, I don't even know where to going. predict where. Yeah, I don't see the Packers doing the whole, oh, yeah, we'll let you leave. Like, we're not going to franchise tag you. Like, thanks for your time here in Green Bay. Now we'll run the ball more. No, they're going to handcuff him. (laughs) We're hitting you with that tag, and we're not trading you. So you can either come play for us in Green Bay, or your ass is sitting out. (laughs) Which is exactly what I would do if I were the ownership group. 
with the Green Bay Packers. You like, either you know, help us or you no help nobody. Chance. I really like Devontae Adams. I do too. And that's another thing with me. Like, I probably pissed off some Packer fans. I actually like the Packers. I like A.J. Dillon. I like Aaron Jones. I like a lot of their defensive players. <laughs> I don't like Aaron Rodgers. Man, that is crazy that one player's done that to you. Do you have any players that you don't like? You are kind of Mr. Positive. Uh, who was it a couple weeks ago? I think I finally figured it out, and I've forgotten all of a sudden. There's one player, though, that I can't stand. Dang it, who was that? It just pissed me off to no end their entire career. I can't Still remember. Uh, I think so. Son of a bitch. I can't think of anybody. I knew I should have written a note because I found I remember the play and I was like, I've never been able to stand this guy at all. I couldn't tell you. I think I even talked about it on the podcast. Probably so, but I'm not listening sometimes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because I'm, I'm thinking, like, even within the division for the Chiefs, you're not like a, I hate this division. Even the Raiders. Like, you, you're you're weird because you hate the Raiders, but you like Carr. Yeah, and I like Foster Moreau. I mean, I Kirk like Cousins. Max Crosby. And it's not Kirk Cousins. It's not Teddy. I think if you're not a Vikings fan, Kirk Cousins is kind of hard to hate. Because he's so bland. If you're Viking, he's very boring. Yeah, yeah. Of like, oh man, get this shitty, fairly good quarterback out of here. But I want no part of him. Man, that's gonna bother me. No, well, well, you'll think of it like when you're sleeping. Uh, (laughs) Let's mention our great sponsor, Club Six Oh Nine. Even when we're out of town, they're still great. You should go visit them. Two for one drink specials uh, that are very good, very heavily poured. Be careful with them. Uh, they'll catch up to you. You're not paying attention. You're like, what the hell happened here? Two-for-one drink specials, happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock at the Great Club 609. Yet next up is going to be downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, located on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Again, that is downtownlube.com. Full list of services right there. Great new website. Market and the guys pride themselves on getting you in and out on the same business day. And if they can't take care of it, they're going to send you to the right place for the people that can. Also, it's not a matter if, it's a matter when you're going to need that oil change and those tires serviced. Make sure you get that taken care of right here at Downtown Loop in Joplin, Missouri. And now for a little Matchmaker Monday where we pair things that just need to be together. Uh, one person sent in to the DMs, Matchmaker Monday, Big Country and Ruining Mellow's Tell the Truth Tuesday. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even talk about the all the chocolate milk that I drank this weekend. Honestly, just going to share the story now. Uh, last night after the Chiefs game, stopped on the way home to get some snacks and a drink, and I wanted a chocolate milk. I had a real hankering for some chocolate milk. Did you? But they didn't have the little normal size, like whatever, 12-ounce bottle. So I had to up it a little bit. I got big-ass chocolate milk, which was the second time this weekend that had happened to me. <laughs> and the worst part is is I didn't notice it until it was all gone. On because Sunday you were alone. doing the whole, like – Tipping your head as far back as you possibly could, so you get the last, every drop. the last drop of chocolate Stop milk. And I mean, I look over, 
It's like you were trying to get your head like tilted back, but lower yourself so the top of the bottle or the jug, whatever we want to call it, wasn't hitting the ceiling of the car. Bucket. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And then it processed like, is that fucking chocolate milk? And you just go, yeah. What I are you doing? I out of the quick trip that we stopped at, and I have my quart of chocolate milk. Uh-huh. And this guy says to me, this weirdo, I was like, man, you got me fucked up. I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought I was about to fight a guy in Kansas City. He's like, now I got to go in and get some chocolate milk, too. Like oh okay like I didn't know where this yeah. was going but like here we go again <laughs> milk, brother um, I I drank half a gallon of chocolate milk on Sunday <laughs> because I had also had some for breakfast that morning went into a Casey's had the same problem none of the little like twelve to sixteen ounce bottles so I was like okay I'll just get a lot of chocolate milk you did that on the way up to Sunday morning and Sunday evening. I didn't notice it Sunday morning. Yep. Half a gallon of chocolate milk. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. You just missed a chocolate. People try to make fun of me, you included, of like, oh, you're like such a child. You still drink chocolate milk. Or like if I go to Starbucks, I'm like, oh, what's Melo going to order? It used to be a chocolate milk. Here's a little hat tip for the people. <laughs> let you know. The chocolate milk at Starbucks is fucking trash. <laughs> It's terrible. Don't waste your time. Nobody goes to Starbucks for fucking chocolate milk. As so they should. <laughs> <laughs> they probably must do it on purpose. Like, give me the shittiest chocolate milk here. I don't want it. Kids, yeah, like, kids don't even drink no one is going milk. to buy this. So, <laughs> but I also don't drink coffee. And some people are nice sometimes. They're like, hey, we're going to Starbucks. Do you want anything? And I used to just be like, yeah, just grab me a chalky milk. It's not good. The good. first time I went to the Senior Bowl with you guys, we went out the night. Next morning, we go to Starbucks, and we order our drinks. And I look over, and Mello is taking a picture of his chocolate milk on the table. And I'm just – I don't think I said anything. But in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, is he just taking a picture of chocolate milk? And then I hop on Instagram, and you posted it. I think you just, like, love me some chalky milk. What was your Instagram post? I and I just abruptly started laughing in the middle of Starbucks. I was like, this is hilarious. Big chocolate milk. Guy. I feel like Mark Schlereth was on the other side of the restaurant, like some type of call, and we're just freaking giggling about you drinking chocolate milk. I and I'm not going to hide my love for it anymore. You shouldn't. Yeah, I, I'm proud of you. I w- What's wrong with this? The amount of chocolate milk I drink in a week is pretty ridiculous. Almost every morning. I didn't know you were drinking it that often. Yep. <laughs> it's a confession. <laughs> Confession Tell the Monday. truth Monday. <laughs> Matchmaker Monday, me and not so much. <laughs> you have it every day? Almost every day. Oh. I bet I drink more than four. Let's put it at three just to be. Has it gotten to the point where the employees at Casey's are like, fuck, we're out of chocolate milk? Yeah, Sunday morning. <laughs> it's like, hey, bud, uh, just so you know, you did drink all the regular-sized <laughs> bottles that we have of chocolate. Truck didn't come in. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to have to, you know, up it. These little assholes came in right before you, you came in before church, took all your chocolate milk. We're sorry. Yeah, that's the demographic that I have to fight off. <laughs> like 10- and 12-year-olds who still drink chocolate milk. And then me. I think you need to lower that old. age. Yeah, you know another dumb thing that I did? Yesterday, if somebody asked me how old I was, and I said 32. I'm 34. <laughs> yeah. 
Not even like, oh, 33 (laughs) missed a birthday. I said 32 and then immediately thought, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm not 32. But I can't stop the conversation and just be like, wait, actually, I'm 34. (laughs) Too much time had gone by. We're we're talking about something totally different. Like, fuck. (laughs) But we were even like comparing like, oh, when I was a kid, I would do this, that. And he's like, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm 32. He's like, oh, well, I'm 36. So it's probably maybe a little bit different. I'm like, fuck, I'm 34. I can completely relate to this. Oh, you were a senior as a sophomore. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. We were in high school. Um, I am sorry. Another matchmaker Monday for me is Mike Tomlin, my guy. I I felt kind of bad for him yesterday, Yeah, honestly. But I want to see what happens with him and a good young quarterback. They're a team, too, that has been tied to a lot of the offseason quarterback movement. Maybe they bring in a veteran. I think I read... There's just so many reports this weekend and such mm-hmm. a busy weekend for us, too, that they're more likely to go with a quarterback from the draft. Oh, wow. Than a free agent. So, I think if for some reason Deshaun Watson and Brian Flores can't figure it out, I would like to see Mike Tomlin and Deshaun Watson. I don't feel like we'd hear anything about Deshaun Watson for the rest of his career after this stuff gets settled in court or out of court. <laughs> better not hear If about he it goes anyway. to Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin. All right. Uh, I would like to see it, too. Again, I think that would be a very good pairing. Football perspective only mm-hmm. i'm ready i'm really ready for that to be cleared up though one way or the yeah, other i don't care if he's guilty of it go to jail don't care yep if he's not guilty of it like wow that's a big mess you missed an entire year of your career yep uh but i will root for him if he's cleared for it i yep. i love sean watson i do too uh, i mean shoot we had him as our like what top three quarterbacks when we did our I list i had him as my number two quarterback behind yeah. patrick Mahomes. we were doing like a little i feel um, like that's what mine was too i need to go yeah. Got it. Like starting a franchise, you can have any quarterback you want. Who would it be? Patrick Mahomes one, and I had Deshaun Watson two. A lot of that because of the youth. Yep. Um, like for Brady and Rodgers, they're good, but how long are they going to be good? So, and that was that was before any of this. Yep. Happened. Now it's just in limbo. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But your love for chocolate milk and Mike Tomlin is about what my love is for iced coffee. So that is my matchmaker Monday. Me and iced coffee at any time. Which one's worse for you? Uh, I, what's fucking good for you? The water. I hate when I eat something like, oh, that's got a lot of fat in it. Oh, it's a fucking slab of chicken with some sauce. You know it doesn't have a lot of fat in it? What? Twizzlers. <laughs> Low fat snack. Yep. That's what I'm trying to be. <laughs> God. A little bit of an inside joke there. I <laughs> kept repeating that. I think that's the fifth time you've said it Maybe in 48 hours. <laughs> but me and iced coffee, I freaking love it. I went and got it when we got back. I think it was Saturday. Is this new to you? It's not. I, no, I've been drinking it for about three years now. It's oh. just I started realizing when I drink hot coffee, it just I want to drink my coffee too fast. And if it's still hot, like it burns my throat, kind of hurts if you drink too much of it and settle in your stomach real hot. So it's just like, how about I just get some iced coffee? Give you the shits too, and all that, and like, you're sitting there going, "Ha!" Ah, because you burn your mouth, and then yeah, if I know. get too hot because I drink it too fast, I get sweaty, and it's like, why are you sweating? It's eight o'clock in the morning. It's like, it's my coffee's too hot. I had to rush to get up here. It yeah. felt like I was running late because I stopped to get coffee. I get iced coffee. If I get too hot, I just take out an ice cube, rub it on the top of my head, it chills my whole body. I've yet to do that, but <laughs> I've I've Tell yet to take the ice from the iced coffee. Ice on top of the head is a trick I figured out about six months ago, and it's okay. been wonderful. I was going to say, you're taking ice out of a coffee and rubbing it on your head. No. <laughs> That's going to be so sticky and gross, and you're going to smell like coffee all day. 
You're just going to have to find a lady to lick it off. Is that what, that's your move? No. Yeah, maybe go back. That sounded a lot better in my head. I really wish I wouldn't have said that into the microphone. Yeah, you did. It's into a recorded episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Fuck. <laughs> Whoops, a daisy. But me and iced coffee, real good match. I'm not a coffee guy, as I've said before um, a million times. I, but one of the things that you mentioned there, too, is like you have to wait so long to take a drink. Yeah. Like you buy your coffee, and then at some place it's like, okay, in 15 minutes, <laughs> I'll be able to drink this yeah. a little bit at a time. I I can't do it. I have to get like a large coffee because I drink it so fast. Yeah, suck it. Down. Like I can't have, I can't just have a drink in front of me, no matter what it is. I I have to drink it too fast. Like we went and got lunch last week and we got sweet tea and I was like, hey dude, after I drink this sweet, after I suck down the sweet tea, don't bring me another one to my food gets here or I'm gonna get full of my what drink. What did you tell the guy? <laughs> if I suck this down, don't bring. <laughs> Poor choice of words again. <laughs> and you made sure that I was very aware of it after he walked away. I don't even think he'd walked away all the way. It's just like, what'd you just say? It's like, <laughs> yeah. this but really? this guy also heard more sweet tea. You got it. I mean, the moment I got like almost finished with it, he's like, here's more. I was like, dude, you don't listen worth the shit. Yeah. I'm trying to watch the LBs, man. Like, cool it with <laughs> <Yeah>. the tea. <laughs> then I felt like shit with all that sugar just sitting on my stomach. Yeah. Another matchmaker Monday, and I'm sticking with the Steelers in this one too. Uh, because it was a conversation that we had had last night of Deontay Johnson. If he could catch, if he had just <laughs> like reliable hands, like occasional drop here and there, he would be a top five, top 10 receiver in the league. But he has so many drops. But I mean, when he catches the ball, he's electric. I, mean, I feel like the Steelers had, Steelers had so many key drops last night in that football game. Mm-hmm. I, and I think a couple of them were from him. <laughs> I think one was from Juju Smith-Schuster, and that's my matchmaker Monday. I would not mind seeing him play for the Kansas City Chiefs next season. And with the amount of players that Kansas City is probably going to drop off the books after this year, no matter what happens, I think they have room for Juju. Well, they made a run at him last year. Mm-hmm. He but, didn't forget. Was he it, remembers that love. Did they offer love. him a one-year contract or a two-year contract? I think it was a one-year in terms of like, hey, it's all we can afford right now, but after that. Yeah. so he just And didn't. obviously with the uh, – salary cap the way that it was yep. last year it made things awkward but he only signed a one-year deal with the pittsburgh steelers yeah so he is going to be a free agent i know he came out and has already said i'd like to spend the next four years here in pittsburgh i love the community the locker room yada yada all that stuff that's one thing to say it it's another thing to do it especially when you have other teams willing to pay you like are the steelers going to offer him a four-year contract because they do have some other good receivers mm-hmm. and Deontay Johnson, who's on a rookie deal. Well, that, and they're so good at fighting them in the draft. I mean, they find Chase Claypool, and the dude goes off his yep. rookie year. And, I mean, he's been kind of quiet this season, but still pretty, you know, efficient receiver. Yeah, but then, I mean, Juju even being hurt a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. The shoulder. I think he's kind of in the doghouse with Mike Tomlin as well. Do you think so? Because like some of the TikTok stuff, I think Tomlin is just all last year. I feel like it was an issue because they would lo- they were losing games after he did it, and then it yeah. just became a focal point from the media. And Mike Tomlin was like, "Hey, like that's one thing we don't need is distractions." I know this is harmless, but it's being talked about, and it's you know your teammates are getting asked about it. We can't really be doing this. Yep. And then this so, year he hurts his shoulder, had to have surgery. Surprised he came back to last night and played, but I do wonder if if some other team will make a run at him. I do think that. He's a great fit for what you 
kind of want in Kansas City and for yep. what maybe even the Chiefs want in Kansas City to take that Sammy Watkins type role, that role that they thought they were kind of getting in Josh Gordon, who, by the way, I was right about Josh Gordon. I guess. He was a fucking healthy scratch yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm done. I'm not. Melvin Ingram has been a great addition in the middle of the season. But I think he's different, yeah. Because yeah, he, I mean, he never his, stopped playing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what his deal was in Pittsburgh, like why they weren't using him that much. Maybe it was just a bad fit. Um, I guess. But, I mean, man, he's been stellar in Kansas City. I mean, yeah. it has legitimately been a difference maker for that defense the first game he played. I mean, with Josh Gordon, I think I said it maybe like five years ago. I'm not believing the hype in him until I actually see it. Yeah. Until he shows me he can be good again. I'm not like <laughs> – Dude's you get a freak. The ESPN Bleacher Report, like, oh my God, the Chiefs just signed Josh Gordon. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He's it's just a name yep. anymore. So, but the Chiefs do need a guy, and Juju might be available. I, I wonder what the Steelers even look at him and say. Hey, the value of him is? Do they value him as a number one receiver? I don't think so. Do they value him as a number two receiver? Probably not. And I think Juju's going to want at least wide receiver two money. Yeah. And teams like the Ravens and the Chiefs both made a run at him last year. Might want to do that again. And, I mean, that's the other thing, too, with the Chiefs that people need to remember is, like, Tyreek Hill's deal's coming up. Like, you're going to have to sign him to another extension, and he's been balling out. Yeah, and unless he makes a really bad mistake again, uh, he's probably going to get paid a lot of money. $100 million. I don't know if it'll be that high. Receiver. I mean, it's probably worth it. I mean, he'll probably get another four-year deal. I was looking. I didn't know how old he was it's only 27 yeah so he, i mean he's still fairly young for the position he's a free agent oh, okay never mind i thought he was a free agent after this year uh, the way spot rack had it listed yeah. it looked like he was but it's next season right yeah he's still on contract for next season and then he will become a free agent i just hope it doesn't become like a tyree kills missing training camp due to contract negotiations yeah. A holdout deal. Exactly. Kind of like what we saw with Chris Jones a couple years ago. I would think they would pay him maybe another little four-year deal. Yeah. I mean, who's who's his agent? Rosenthal still? I don't so know. So he's going to get a fucking shit ton. It, yeah. Drew Rosenhaus. Rosenhaus. I said Rosenthal. Excuse me. That, I was thinking Rosenhaus, yeah. Yeah. He, he does a very good job of getting his guys paid. Yep. So I think the Chiefs will probably do it, though. Right. <laughs> if you don't, everyone's going to be pissed at you. Yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> I heard somebody else making fun of Tony Romo this morning, and it was fantastic. <laughs> just fills it. you up with joy. It does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's what I need to get my morning going is to hear someone else make fun of Tony Romo. While you're drinking your chocolate milk. Yeah, or on my way to get more chocolate milk. My last matchmaker Monday is back to the Dallas Cowboys, though. I want to see them make a run at Sean Payton. I That offense and what they have with Sean Payton, trade Kellen Moore to the Saints if you have to. Like, that would be a, a great deal. A coach-for-coach coach trade? I don't even know if that's allowed. Can you like include a draft pick with that? Oh, yeah. Coaches get traded for draft picks all the time. John Gruden got traded for, like, two first-round draft picks. Oh, shit. I didn't realize it was for uh, first-round draft picks. Yep. Uh, <sighs> when he went to Tampa Bay the first time around. So, 
I mean, if you're the Cowboys, Sean Payton's interested. Maybe he wants out of New Orleans because of the roster there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, take a run at him. Just all in. Send Kellen Moore's ass to New Orleans. (laughs) Send a first-round pick if you have to or some money, whatever it is. I want to see Sean Payton with that Cowboys offense. That would be a lot of fun. That would also be terrifying. For the NFC? In terms of like how explosive that could be. Like, we have a consistent play caller who knows how to manage the clock. Oh, and doesn't miss on his play calling. Yeah. Oh, he made Jameis Winston look like a good quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Now give him Dak Prescott. And let even Dak get mentored by a guy like Sean Payton. Oh, it would be amazing. Yep. And you, you get Dak that Prescott. instant tie to uh, Drew Brees as well. Like, he's in your back pocket uh-huh. learning the offense. Yeah, so that's my last one. I would love to see it. I don't. I don't know if Sean Payton would leave New Orleans. He's been there for a long time, but I, there is something about that Cowboys job to where that. I mean, hate them or love them, the star attracts. Would a it lot be of like Lincoln leaving Oklahoma to go to USC? Sean leaves New Orleans to go to Dallas. I think it'd be bigger than that. Really? Yeah. The Cowboys are so popular. Saban gone from LSU to Alabama. It would have to be like that direct move. I'm not taking the Dallas job. Fuck, I took the Dallas job. <laughs> right. That's Sean Payton today. I'm not I'm not taking the Cowboys job. How much money? By Friday, boom. <laughs> yeah. I can move. I can move. I'll call yeah. the movers tomorrow. But I would I would love to see it. I want to see even if it's not Sean Payton, I would like to see the Cowboys with an actual good head coach. I know like football will survive without the Cowboys if they're good or bad. But they are such a popular team. They're the most popular team in like the world. Mm-hmm. If they're good, a lot of attention is paid to them. Yeah. I would like to see them be good. Whether you want to believe it or not, the Cowboys bring in views, and uh-huh. that is money. So Guess what? We're going to tag them as a keyword in this episode. <laughs> you better believe we it. we know people like the Cowboys. I might do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> right? Cowboy, Cowboy. If you had to make a trade for uh, Sean Payton or Offram, what is it? The world. Okay, like <laughs> if I'm Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, I would easily give up two first round picks. And how much are you paying him? Whatever he wants. The John Gruden contract, you want a hundred million for ten years? You give him fifteen okay. million a year? How much? Fifteen? Fifteen? One yeah, five? One five? Easily. I thought you said fifty. I'm like, no. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. No. Fifteen? Yeah. I don't think NFL coaches are getting paid as much as college coaches. It's kind of changing now with the, what we just yeah. saw this offseason. College coaches making a lot of money. They're getting 11, 12 easily. Yeah. I think Belichick is making 12, and he's the highest paid. Yep. But if, if Sean Payton wants that, sure. Like, I think Andy Reid's making eight. But even if you're giving up you know, two first round picks, who cares? You, yeah. you have everything you need on that offense. You don't need to draft anyone there. Yeah, and your defense is fine. You can it, find young. depth later in the in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably going to have to wiggle around some money with the salary cap. People do that all the time. So yep. that's nothing new. Uh, so my last one, Sean Payton to Dallas. I want to see it. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Dallas, my last one is Luka Doncic casually getting a triple-double on Friday night while we were there. In Memphis, watching that basketball game, Memphis was on an 11-game winning streak. You walk into Memphis and you walk down Beale Street right next to the FedEx Forum, you would have no idea that there was a big basketball game that evening. I thought Memphis was very underwhelming as a city. 
Uh, yeah, I'm glad that we went and it was cool. It was. I did have a good time. It was fun. I enjoyed the better. basketball game so much more than I thought I would. Uh-huh. Like I have like, a uh, newfound appreciation of the game of basketball again. It's like Jimmy Garoppolo. He's good. We're winning with him. <laughs> it could be better though. <laughs> Trey Lance is Nashville. Jimmy Garoppolo is Memphis. One hundred percent. Nailed it. And Beale Street, like. Maybe I had the wrong idea going into it. Like, okay, cool. There's a lot of bars. Good. But it was food. like a Broadway type of situation. Uh huh. And it just—it's a family destination now. And I mean, that was someone had warned us, like, "Hey, be careful. Like, it's kind of iffy." I mean, we, how many cops did we see? Oh my gosh, I like, couldn't believe the number of. Cops I don't know a city that has more cops in a freaking two mile radius than Memphis did on Beale Street. Yeah. Granted, I haven't been to Chicago in a minute, but goddamn. Yeah, they were everywhere. Over, I felt super safe, but like that was the thing. It was like, hey, it's dangerous. Like, just kind of watch yourselves. Like, it might be different. Like, I'm a girl. Like, there was a group of girls that went. Like, it might be different with three guys. I mean, if I have to say, if I have to an over under of like ten plus times of saying excuse me to a kid who's either trying to catch up to their parents or running ahead of them, yeah, it's not dangerous in my mind. Like, right. You got there were kids everywhere, mm-hmm. and even some of the bars that we went into were cool. Mm-hmm. I did. Like, not to shit on their entire city. It was nice. I, it's not something I'm like, can't wait to get back to. Yeah. People are going to Memphis though. and singing to hope to be famous one day. <laughs> like The basketball I, game was really cool. Yeah. I had to go and watch John Morant and Luca play on Friday night. And really, like, it made me appreciate basketball again. Like, I'm probably going to be more of a fan now. Mm-hmm. But watching Luca go off. And like, man, he's really involved with this entire offense. It really like it's different to watch him on offense and how much it runs through him. Yeah, I mean, the start of the game, it almost felt like he was trying to force too much. Yeah, because <clears throat> I mean, he had <clears throat> excuse me, I think he had like three missed shots. He had a couple turnovers. And I was like, man, this just is not going to be Luca's night. And the next thing you know, it's you know fourth quarter. Dude's almost got 20-some points, doing a behind-the-back, you know, bounce pass that turns into an assist. And I was like, that's incredible. I saw the highlight from, like, the floor's point of view, like, from ESPN cameras. And I was like, it almost looks cooler where I was sitting. <laughs> Live. <laughs> right? Tickets pretty cheap, too. We got yeah. a good deal. 20 bucks, what they eventually turned on to after fees. Yep. After those hidden fees. Yeah. <laughs> but it was worth it. I... I didn't care too much for Memphis. And even, like, people saw us out on Saturday night. And they're like, you guys are already back from Memphis? So, yeah, we uh, I didn't really care for it. I don't think yeah. we even really talked about it. But all three of us were like, yeah, just kind of ready to go back. Like, I've seen all I need to see here. And, like, after the game, I was like, well, I don't know what else we really want to do. Do we want to kind of go out? And I was like, oh, it's already midnight. And the game did start at 9. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, let's just kind of go hang out and go to bed. Yeah. But Luca versus Jaws, that's not going to be my last trip to Memphis to see a game. No. I mean, we got Oklahoma City in our back pocket, Dallas down there too. Mm-hmm. We'll see some basketball arenas. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that is it for us today, though. We will be back tomorrow right here in the Call-In app. You get it live in the Call-In app at 10 a.m. Central Time every single day. Uh, you can set reminders. The Call-In app will actually remind you also uh, when our show is going to be, but every day, 10 a.m. Central Time, right here in the Call-In app. If you're still listening on Apple or Spotify, that's great, and we really appreciate it, but you can get it live on the Call-In app, 10 a.m. Central Time. Don't forget about our great sponsor, Roper Kia. To end the show today, if you miss out, um, 
mention us at my let me start that over mention us at Roper <laughs> Kia and they will give you $1,000 off your nicer newer ride and if they don't have what you're looking for they will help you find it we appreciate all of our listeners all of our sponsors we'll be back tomorrow right here at 10 a.m.